Find the joy now. Show up now. Welcome to the Wild Visionary Podcast, where I encourage everybody to tap into that untamed wild part of ourselves, where we can create just like we did in childhood and build and believe in something that maybe nobody else can see right now, but we can step into the identity of being a visionary, a future-focused leader, creator, and entrepreneur. I'm Audra Bartlett, a multi-passionate, multi-business entrepreneur. I'm a mom to a Pisces kid and a pit bull mix dog, and I'm here to shake things up, to talk about all things expanding your mind, finding resources that are right in front of you, and teach you how to be a Jedi of problem solving, just like I am. So welcome, Wild Visionary, where we will bridge the gap between I can't see it for me and becoming and embodying everything about being a wild visionary. Welcome wild visionaries. Today is New Year's Day. Welcome to 2024. Welcome to whatever this year brings. I found myself really just taking a little bit of time to think about what I wanted to say today. I had a general topic in mind, but I kept kind of finding myself um avoiding actually just sitting down and recording this episode, which I find to be, you know, interesting, an interesting thing to kind of reflect on. And I think there was this pressure. I wanted to make sure that this New Year's episode was amazing and and really profound and had a big impact. And I I think when we put pressure on ourselves like that, like this is going to be amazing, it has to be amazing, that that actually takes away from our creativity and our ability to be in the flow and make it amazing because that external pressure, that um, expectation of almost perfection then becomes more of the driving force. And so as I thought about recording that episode and was reflecting on how I was kind of avoiding and it took me a couple of days and and I'm at my mom's house right now, so I'm not in my normal recording space. I'm actually sitting in the back recesses of her basement to try to avoid any background noise, but I make no promises. Um, I, I thought about how this avoidance of sitting down to write this or write this to write this slash record this was the exact thing that I actually wanted to speak to. And I labeled this episode, you know, how external goals can clock block us from living the life that we want. And that is it right there, friends. That is it. That the episode titles will tell you everything that you need to know. But In this example right here, where I was putting this pressure on myself to record this and I wanted it to be the correct thing and it needed to be right and it needed to be impactful and it needed to be the best thing you ever listened to all year and it start your year off right, was quote unquote cock blocking me from my intention, my internal intention. And my internal intention is to offer the world value, is to be a light for people, is to show up in my truth in in the best way I know how, and to affect anybody who listens to me. 
my intention is to be creative and to have fun doing this podcast and to explore parts of myself that I didn't know exist by doing the solo episodes and by interviewing people that expand my mind. And I hope that you get the same thing. And so my internal intention is being met whatever I say today to do. It is my my goal of having a podcast, of growing a podcast, of learning more about myself, of all of these things are being met no matter what I do today, no matter what I say to you. And this is the point I want to drive home, that as we go into this year and you're thinking about what goals you want to set or what intentions you have or how you want this next year, there's often this pressure to become this wildly better version of yourself this next year. And as you know, I'm all for growth. I'm all for learning. I'm all for expanding and becoming better versions of ourselves. But sometimes we go into this year with this expectation that everything needs to change or everything's wrong or that we need to set these humongous, humongous goals and put all this pressure on ourselves to do something. And I have cultivated this way of goal setting through a lot of years of doing it wrong. (laughs) To be honest, a lot of years of creating things that didn't serve me because what would happen is I would set this external goal and then I had the tendency to put blinders on like, you know, the, the horse, you know, in a horse race, they have the blinders on. So they're just seeing right in front of them and, you know, they're out the gate and they have the external goal of getting to the end of the track and the blinders are on and I'm running full speed ahead and I'm ignoring everything else that might be coming in to be a lessing, a blessing, some sort of sort of creative expansion. I am just, I need to get to the end of the end of the road. And don't get me wrong. I want to acknowledge that there are points in time where we need to be the horse on the track running towards the goal because there are points we can choose, right? Choice, desired, being conscious of creating with that energy. And I think this, I don't think I know that this is the point here, that A lot of times I've created from the energy of being the horse on the racetrack with the blinders on kind of subconsciously, allowing that external goal to take hold of me versus me staying in power, me staying in control of what was happening was almost like that external goal becomes the thing, the only thing. And I then put so much pressure on myself that I stop enjoying the journey, that I'm like hurting myself along the way, that I'm I'm doing damage to my physical body because it's never for me about, you know, my I do my best to not hurt anybody in the process of the creation of my goals. But I would run myself ragged. I would be so physically, mentally, and emotionally exhausted in pursuit of that external goal. And it wouldn't even be a conscious choice. It would just be that I 
desired it so much and I had to have it. And then what happens is often we get the external goal and it's fleeting. We get it. It's great. Lovely. Awesome. Celebration. Clap our hands. And then we're on to the next. And so especially in this society in America where we're ruled by this productivity, where we have this pressure to be productive all the time. You do one thing, clap your hands a few times, on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. And so you become this racehorse, subconsciously just throwing yourself into the next project, into the next project, into the next goal, into the next goal. And this is where burnout comes from. We end up burnt out and tired. And burnout, in case you're unaware, can sometimes take a long time to recover from. Like if you stop on the track and you actually take time to rest, all of a sudden you realize your body's ravaged and you actually need three times as long to repair what damage was done versus being that slow and steady, being that aware, enjoying the journey, smelling the flowers along the way. So when we think of this idea of, okay, we're going to sit down and we're going to come up with ideas. And I created an entire process form and flow because I recognize that the go-to, first off, the go-to goals is smart goals. I think a specific, measurable, achievable, relevant time bound. I may not be, I'm pretty sure that's what they are. And this was created in the eighties by three dudes that wanted some sort of way to, within a corporate environment, you know, encourage the people that they were managing to accomplish goals. While I'm not discarding or discrediting that particular way of goal setting, I am saying we are in 2024 and there has to be different ways and different awarenesses around how we're goal setting, that that's not the only way. Because when I think of this, if I'm just putting down a SMART goal, it feels empty to me. It feels like like all I'm doing is just like writing down some things that I think I'm supposed to be doing this year. And then we write down the goals and we're getting it done by, you know, six months. And okay, here are the actions I'm taking. Now go. And for me, when I interact with that, the energy that I have behind that is kind of meh, meh, maybe neutral, maybe unenthusiastic. Maybe I'll get a little enthusiastic because I'm like, this sounds kind of interesting. And what I desire to do with myself and with my clients is to take it to through this process of what are your what are the things that would really light you up? What are the things that you're excited about? What are the things beyond, you know, I, I went through uh, with one of my regular clients right now, we went through like that to our process, we were in person and um, within the industry that he's in, usually the very first thing they do is talk about the numbers, talk about what is your financial goal for this year and then extract everything from that. And I told them, we're doing like a flip and reverse on this. We're not even talking about money until the end. We're not even talking about what that goal is till the end, because you need to be so rooted in the other things, because the other things in your life, the other desires you have, the 
the intentions that you have behind each one of them are actually the driving forces behind ever making any money. Like if we all lived in a society in which everything was taken care of and we all just kind of exchanged, you know, I brought you some green beans and you gave me a piece of meat from the cow and we had the barter system before money came into play, we wouldn't have the driving force to get money. We would have the driving force to take care of the family and to make sure we're cultivating our farms and to make sure we're tending to the things we need to tend to. And so understanding that like, Money is purely a exchange of energy and value that the value that we're going to end up creating is going to be rooted and based in the rest of our lives, in the desire for, okay, you want to travel more. What does that look like? What does it mean to travel more? Why do you want to travel more? Is traveling more twice this year? Is traveling more 10 times this year? It's looking at things to, and and then what is the what is the desire when you travel? Is it to have more space? Is it to have more freedom? Is it to have, you know, is it to have a, a different sort of experience? Is it to expand yourself culturally? And if we understand that base intention, so I'm not saying we're moving away from actual tangible goals entirely. It could be do you know take three vacations this year, one solo, two with the family. And you get specific on what that looks like. Okay, well, that would look like I would really like to do my solo trip, kind of a weekend where I'm just going away somewhere close by. One of the trips I want to take my kids to Disney World and one of the trips I want to, you know, go a beach vacation. Cool. We have these really specific, you know, here's the tangible goals. But like behind that, what's the intention? What's the intention to spend more time with my family, to, to, you know, appreciate my children more, to be able to give myself space on the solo vacation to do writing and coming up with a really distilled down intention behind these goals. And why is that important? Because behind these, these goals are the way you want to feel, are the actual moments of your life behind them are those juicy bits the the moment where you're at the beach with your kids and you're looking at your your child running in the water and you're sitting in the sand and you're feeling the sun and you're feeling this freedom and this peace and this ease like that's what you're after and so if you recognize that it doesn't have to be like if i don't get to the maldives this year everything's terrible, but it gives the space for creativity, for the universe to come in, for maybe something to present this or something better. Maybe the Maldives doesn't present, but a different vacation presents like Tahiti presents or Hawaii presents or somewhere else presents. And you're like, wow, this wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. But because I've allowed the space for my life, for freedom, for flow, for creativity, for my overall intention behind what I'm doing here to present, okay, if I go on this vacation to Tahiti, will it meet these internal intentions? 
if the answer is yes, then it could be the something better. It could be this or something better. And what it also allows for is you creating this space to not just be the racehorse driving towards, if I don't get this one exact thing, then everything is ruined. Because in the civication example, if you allow that external goal to cock block your internal intention, if you don't get the Maldives, you could be terribly disappointed. You could be pissed off. You could go on this Tahiti vacation and be miserable the whole time because you're thinking, oh, but I actually didn't want to go here. This isn't the place I wanted to take my family. What a disappointment. And so you are stopping the enjoyment of your life. You're stopping that. And you can do that with anything, right? If if you had a weight loss goal, you know, what are, what are the intentions behind it? Okay, let's say it's 20 pounds, but what is the intention behind it? To be strong, to be more flexible in my body, to, to be able to run again, to be, you know, able to get up and down from the ground easily and chase after my children. The intention is to have a strong and capable body. And what if you don't lose 20 pounds? What if you lose 15, but you get all those things and your body's in better shape because the muscle mass versus the fat? This is it. You've you've reached the internal intention. You've set out towards a specific tangible goal, but you give yourself the space to not be disappointed in yourself, to not be like, wow, but I didn't lose 20 pounds. What a failure. If I'd lost five more pounds, I'd be there. No, you're there now. You are there now because you've allowed the mix of an external goal with an internal intention and you don't let that external goal stop you from enjoying your life and being proud of yourself and celebrating when you've actually met the thing you desire. And so the same goes for the financial goals. And this is why I take it last because Everything you are looking at in your life, all these things you're setting up, the vacations, the time, the, the, the other aspects, maybe you want to learn a new skill this year, maybe you want to read a certain number of books, whatever it is, all of these things are setting up for your dream income or the amount of money that you actually want or desire. And because people don't do this exploration, this this learning, this growing from it, what happens is they set an arbitrary number that they think they should want. Like, oh, I need to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. I need to make two hundred fifty thousand. I need to make a million. Or I need to do all of this without having actually explored what their ideal life looks like. What is it? Do you? Is it actually better there? Is it actually better there? Is your is your ideal income actually $150,000? Like you can do everything you want to with that amount of money and you'd be completely satisfied and not just satisfied, but living your life in an expansive way. Then that's more the goal than an arbitrary other goal because you see other people making all this money and you think it's what you want, but you have to understand that underneath those things underneath the striving for the goal and getting that money, there's a lot of other things. There's maybe hiring somebody, there's 
the other additional pressures as you size up in your business, there's more moving parts. And you may, in truth, decide that that's not what you want. My parent, my dad and stepmom specifically, um, they have a lawn care business and landscaping business, and they spent years building it up, building it up. They had all these employees. They had, you know, we live in New York state, so there's a lot of taxes. There's a lot of things. And so they built this business and they kept growing it and getting more lawns and getting more people. And at the end of it, they were making no more money than they were when it was just a couple of them at the beginning. And so these are the things, you know, they were in, they were in total making more money. Their gross was more, but they were paying employees. They were paying for the maintenance. They were doing all these things that were taking up that money. And so their, their take home was no more than what they, they had started out with, but they had way more headaches, way more to manage, way more to do. And so the the thing I'm really trying to drive home here is before you run in the new year and just grab onto some external goal and make that the source of your happiness in the end, take the time to really examine what you want in truth in life, what not only in each area do you want as a specific goal, but the intention behind that goal and the truth of what your life would look like, where your most peace and joy and happiness is. And when I take people through this form and flow process, it's surprising. It's surprising for them because so often it can be surprising both ways. Maybe it's maybe it's more than more than they thought it was going to be, and maybe it's much less than they thought it was going to be, or maybe it looks entirely different. And that's because the way that we have been taught in society is to, there's so many influences, social media, like I don't even need to get into all the way that we are sold that everybody's life is better. It's better over here. It's better over there. It's better if you have this. It's better if you do this. It's better if your body looks like this. And we have stopped asking ourselves, what is it I want in truth? What is it I want in truth? And so I'm just asking you, as you go into this, whatever thing you thought that you are going to do this year or that you want to set as your goal, your New Year's resolution, that you just take a few moments and you think about that. You think about what you want in truth. You think about why you want it and then why you want it a level deeper and why you want it a level deeper. What is the reason underneath all of that? Keep asking yourself why until you get to that internal intention and then ask yourselves, how, do, how does it actually serve it? What could it look like? Is there more than one way that I could get what I want here? And if you want any support doing this, please jump on the link below this episode where you can join me for a form and flow session. It's two hours, me and you, we deep dive into this and we really help you become the architect of your 2024 versus just someone running after like the horse with blinders on towards an external goal that may or may not actually create the life that you want. I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. And I hope that you got what you needed today because I know even talking through this it's just helped me go even a little bit deeper into how I'm setting up this next year, which I will tell you is way different than most of my other years. 
this year has been, you know, this 2023, because I'm recording in the last couple days of 2023, has been something so unique and so eye-opening for me. I've realized in so many ways that I am happier with a lot less than I thought I would be happy with. And the, the fascinating thing about that is when you find the happiness in what you have now, it really allows for an expansion to happen. So I'm looking forward to what grows next year with me finding such grounded and rooted happiness in my life right now. Like I keep working to ground in more, find the joy now, show up now, appreciate my son's face more in the moment, appreciate everybody I have now, appreciate what I have now, appreciate this slippers I am wearing right now that I got for Christmas that feel all fuzzy inside. You know, appreciate this space in the back recesses of the basement where I'm able to record this podcast. It is in the now, it is in all of these things. And from that, I feel this space of creation that I've never felt before. So I wish you all the most beautiful new year the most joyful new year, the most unique year, the year of your most growth and your most love and your most prosperity. And I look forward to everything. I have so many cool things coming on the podcast this year. I have a whole stock of interviews and I cannot wait to share everything, all the magic as we go through 2024. Much love. Thank you for listening. And if this episode really resonated with you, if you had some aha moments or, oh my gosh, then please share this episode with a friend who could really benefit from listening and give us a five-star review telling us how this episode may change your life. Wanting more? There's more than one way to work with me right now. The first is my form and flow, two-hour, one-to-one, very, very unique goal-setting session. So if you're wanting to do something different in 2024, you're wanting to design, be the architect of your next year, and find a way to create the form around it with the flow of creativity and the expansion bigger than you could possibly imagine. This is not your run-of-the-mill smart goals goal setting. This is something you've never experienced before and will help you shift it in a way that is very, very true to you. I welcome you to that program. And the other thing is I still have spots available one-to-one. So if you're interested in one-to-one coaching with me, please go into the link in the show notes and we will radically shift so many things in your life over the next six months to a year. Much love.